Paul and Angie Lingzo, founders of the Lingzo Fitness Academy, bring you the missing piece. Mission, mindset, and mechanics for your complete transformation. As creators of the Anti-Diet Mindset Reprogram, Paul and Angie have all the missing pieces you need to make the leap to your best life. Welcome to The Missing Piece. What up, everybody? What up, Ange? What up, Paul? Today, we're talking about the Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of, kind of, sort of. Yeah. We're kind of, sort of talking about the Peloton. But before we get into that, let's just... Make sure that you know that if you want to hang out with us outside of the podcast on the internet, you can do that at missingpeacepodcast.com. We got everything you need on there. Like everything that we do online is on that website. So there's a link to our free Facebook group where we do a bunch of trainings every week. There's a link where you can see what's going on with our anti-diet coaching program, um, our Instagram, our website. Old podcast old podcast log. That's right. So that's where you need to go if you want to see what we're up to outside of the podcast. Missingpeacepodcast.com. Now, now we can talk. Now about we can talk about the Peloton. So this is actually uh, a good friend of mine literally just texted me today and he's like, hey, man, uh, I'd like your opinion about the Peloton, you know, um, single parent time constraint. Yeah, like, I, I can't, limited on time. can't leave the house uh, to get a workout in. And I was Especially like, right now, because we're living in a tundra. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you could leave the house, you, you might not want to right now. So it's like time constraints and not being able to leave the house. And I was like, cool. You know, so he just wanted my opinion, which is which is awesome, which I'm happy to offer it. And I, I kind of feel annoying when people ask for my opinion, but I don't just give a straight answer. And the reason for that is I don't want to tell you what to think. You know, there's there's too much of that going on in the world today. Not just fit, just in the world in general. People tell you what to think, and I I think we've lost the art of teaching young people and teaching each other how to think. Like right. like let me like I'm not going to tell you what to think about this problem or this issue, but I can show you all the angles to consider, and then you can make your own decision. And I mean that's what we teach in Lingzo Fitness Academy anyway. Is like, hey, I'm not going to tell you how much broccoli and tilapia to eat. Or even that you need to choose those foods, but right. I'm going to I'm going to I am going to show you the angles to look at, you know. And we're going to ask questions along the way. Yeah, to we're going to ask questions along out. the way. Yeah, and so we might give specific. At the end of the day, we might take your feedback and give you a specific program for a one-on-one client. Like that's, I'm not saying like we never give answers, but we always ask you questions. We always involve you in the process. And so when people ask my opinion, I just I hate to just say. Peloton good, Peloton bad, but I'd rather be like, well, what are you trying to accomplish? Right. What problem are you trying to solve? Because then we can support you and we can use our coaching expertise to yeah. help you get there. Yeah. And like, like, let's look at all the angles. What do you want to get out of it? You know, what's the deal? So, you know, I was kind of asking him like, is it, you know, is it a space issue? Because it's got a very small f- footprint. Is it, um, you know, what, what are you trying to do specifically with your fitness? All this stuff. Right. And so, as I was asking these questions, I was like, man, we should just do a podcast because I don't, I don't think we've done one yet about the angles that we do look at, like the lens that we do look at fitness through and how we approach it. And then you can kind of decide where, when the Peloton or the shake weight or the barbell or the kettlebell or whatever fits whatever in, tool. whatever fits in. Right. Yeah. So here's the deal. We look at it. If you can envision a pyramid, the base of the pyramid is athleticism. So you have to, even if you don't consider yourself an athlete, 
you have to be able to move well. I feel like now, I feel like we did talk about this. Did we not? Well, did it we? might come out different. So All right, good. Let's keep rolling. All right. So yeah. So the base of the pyramid is athleticism. It is core strength. It is mobility. It is um, being able to move in all different planes, you know, and just being nimble and, or, you know, I don't even know if nimble is the right word, but spry, you know, and especially us and the people that we serve, we're closer to 40 than we are to 30, you know, as, as most of our clients are, but really anybody over the age of 30, you do start to stiffen up. I was going to say being able to move a little more fluidly. Yeah, more fluidly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like that. that is the base of the pyramid. So we've got a very specific way that we approach that in terms of doing stretching and mobility exercises and core exercises in, in, in drills and movements that move you through all different planes. That's the base of the pyramid. You know, on top of that is where you put strength training. Everybody... You know, strength training is central to exercise and fitness. You know, it, it just is. And so, um, you know, strength training is kind of the fountain of youth, but that's what's going to keep muscle on your body. We start losing muscle after age of 27, starts declining. So you want to keep that muscle on. And so strength training can do two things. It can, or what it does two things. It can help you keep or add muscle to your frame and it can make your muscles contract more efficiently. That's, that's what it is. That's yeah. what getting stronger is. That's what getting stronger is. So lifting more weight is, it's really just learning your muscles, learning how to contract harder. When we do a certain volume, which means more sets of lifting weights, that's telling our body to build more muscle. So most of us are somewhere in the middle. We want a combination of the two. And then there's the cardio aspect. And the cardio aspect is, you know, there's, there's really two things. There's, there, there's not a lot of use for the middle ground for the general population, but the, the number one thing you can do is easy cardio, which will help your heart to beat more efficiently, like literally pump more blood per stroke so that you can get more blood around your body more with less work on your heart. That's a good thing. And at the very top end of it is, um, Increasing the amount of oxygen you can utilize at any given time. That's called your VO2 max. And that's usually done through some very specific interval based training. And so when we, so that's, that's the pyramid, right? It's. And, and just in case someone's wondering the easy cardio, what would that look like? Just a, a walk? Extent, would it be elliptical? Yes. Would it low, be? low intensity. Okay. Low intensity. Generally, if you just want a really simple formula, 180 minus your age, and that's your heart rate. So I'm 37 years old. So my heart rate is 143, give or take a couple beats, I would keep it there or below for an extended period of time, 30, 45, 60, 90 minutes, Great. something like that. Just in something case. Like that. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And that's the pyramid. So when people, so, so that's what I told my friend, I said, so here's what the Peloton, here's, here's what the Peloton's good for. Like it takes a, it's a very small blueprint, right? Like uh, in terms of floor space, mm -hmm. zero mental energy because they got all the classes and stuff on the um, screen. Right, so it's kind of nice if you need just a mental plug and break. play, just plug and play, just jump on that thing, start riding, you know, cue up the class and like do whatever that, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to downplay that. If that, if that, if that's what you're doing it for is some sort of like release, some sort of stress relief, you know, definitely good for that. Almost even a sense of community because a lot of us yeah, can't go connection. to the gym. You, yeah. Mm -hmm. You can, you meet other yeah. people on the boards, you have your instructors, your favorite ones, you can go back to their classes. Uh -huh. It's kind of a cool way to have that. It is a cool way to do that. But you know, I said, Hey, but just so you know, it's not going to move the needle at all 
on your athleticism or your strength training, which strength training is, is also, by the way, that's the one that changes your appearance. Right. I was going to say your body composition. You know, so that's the one that makes you look better is, is that strength training. So it's like, it's not going to make you look better and it's not, it's not going to do anything for your joint health, for your core stability, like any of that. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. So it's like, what do you want to get out of it? What do you want to get out of it? And a lot of times, you know, I th- we definitely talked about this before, but like a lot of times people are like, Hey, you know, uh, what's your goal? My goal is to lose weight. Okay, cool. Exercise is not the right tool for right. losing weight. And people are a little bit shocked to hear that, but it's, it's just simply true. It's just not, it's a losing proposition. Even if you work out really, 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 really hard and burn your little 500 calories in an hour, first of all, you're going to be super hungry. Second of all, your body is going to compensate for that by decreasing the amount of movement you do outside of working out. And third, I mean, it's just so easy to blow that, you know, two, it's two glasses of wine. It's like whatever. And all it's of a like sudden a bagel and some cream yeah. cheese. Or- so, so exercise is good for overall health. It is good. Like we are meant to move. So I'm not poo pooing exercise, but like, obviously I'm into exercise. Um, but you know, it's not going to move the needle on weight loss, you know? So if you want it for health reasons, you know, if you want it for health and appearance, which by the way, those are pretty interrelated. Mm -hmm. Like if you, if you work out to be healthier, you will look better. And if you follow that pyramid where you move better, get stronger, and then, you know, do some sort of cardiovascular training on top of that, you got all your bases covered in terms of health. And you're definitely, if you move the needle in all those areas, you're definitely going to look better. And you're going to live life a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so my recommendation and, and, you know, people just don't want to hear this sometimes um, because, and, and I don't know why, but it's like, yeah, I mean, drop a little bit of coin, right? I said for the same amount of money, I would recommend a rack of dumbbells and an adjustable bench. You throw some bands in there and you are good to go because a lot of the athleticism type stuff doesn't require any external resistance. I was going right? to say, it can be your body weight. It's all body weight. It's all the core strength, all the athleticism type stuff. That is all, I mean, can just be done on the floor. A lot of it can. You know, an adjust- right, you look at agility training that an athlete's doing. Majority of the time, they're using their body weight. Yeah. So. You go to strength training. Um, you can you can get decently strong and certainly change your body composition with a full rack of dumbbells. What and, would a full rack be for? I mean... For someone who's curious, you know? Yeah, I mean, fives for women, you know, for women, probably starting at fives, going up in five pound increments up to about fifties. Okay, so pairs, yep. Yeah, I mean... If you can. When I say fifties, you know, that's going to be for some lower body stuff already, you know, like you, you're right, not going to be bicep curling. that's what I'm using curling. for like Romanian right, deadlifts. And- right, right. You know, and, and for guys, you know, most most guys like, like we have, we only have up to fifties at home, but then we also have a barbell. To cover heavier stuff. But, I mean, if you could get your hands on some 70s, 80s, you, you know, really 70s is probably the cutoff in terms of, like, utility versus, like, just, it would be nice to have some 80s or 90s, but, like, you're you're not going to be, they're not going to be your go-to pair, right? So, if you can do all that, or if you could get that rack and then an adjustable bench, you can literally, you can do everything for your lower body and upper body in terms of strength training. You can in bands are very cheap. You can get some bands to supplement it and you're good to go. And then as far as cardio work goes, first of all, I mean, you could just 
do something like a step count. So non-exercise activity would be fine for your heart. Like if you just got moving more, you know, so, so walking more would be awesome. But if you wanted to get a piece of equipment to do some low intensity uh, cardio on, you could do a treadmill. You could run an outside is obviously very minimal, you know, some sort of elliptical um, a bike, a rower, a bike or a rower or something like that. I was, I was going to say, but and then a rower is kind of like a combination because you can do intervals. Cause yeah. A, yeah. Cause a rower, you can do low intensity exercise, you know, for the longer, slower cardio. You could also do shorter, you know, higher intensity intervals with the rower. Um, and you could also get something like an airdyne, which you can do for low intensity cardio, but like really an airdyne is going to shine in terms of interval training, like high intensity cardio. So great, but what a beast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't have an Air 9. We had four of them at the gym. And like, we and, never and we, got on them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we used them for, for clients' class, for classes and stuff like that. But, like, put it this way. When it came time to sell equipment, those are the first things to go. Like, get those out of my face. I'm not bringing those home. Right. Um, but, that, that, I mean, that being, I'm not saying I'm done with the Air 9 completely. But I'm just saying, like, for me personally, I like running. I, which again, running can do, you can do long and slow or you can do intervals right? and you know, you'd be totally fine. You'd be totally fine. So, um, get a kettlebell. You could do a lot of interval stuff there. Kettlebells are really, really great for, for interval training. Um, and again, not a lot of space, not a lot of space. The, the drawback on kettlebells is you got to know how to use them properly. Right. So, I mean, if you, if you're, if you have a good instructor, if you're familiar, if you like legitimately know how to do kettlebell swings and snatches and cleans, like it's an amazing tool. If you, if you've never done them before, rather than drop, you know, I would spend that money else. I would just go to, I, I recommend the Airdyne because it is dummy proof. Even the rower, like you need some technique for the rower, yeah. but the Airdyne is literally dummy proof in terms of high, like you can just crank. And, and I, and I feel like the same with the elliptical. Same, right. Well, yeah. The elliptical, you're not going to do high intensity on. You could go some sprinting. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You can. Good. You yeah. can. You're right. So a lot of it just comes down to, I guess the answer for the question is like going all the way back. Like, what do you think about the Peloton? Like, there's there's good there's good things for it which we mentioned community and stress relief it doesn't take mental energy because they just tell you what to do but like it's not going to move the needle for your health or for the way you look it's it would literally be more about like mental health and just whatever which is fine but if if you're trying to figure out how to put together your home gym gym i can give you i can give you the answer right now which is a rack of dumbbells an adjustable bench some bands and an airdyne, let's just say. And then if you really, if you're super into it and you want to go barbell route, you get yourself a squat rack and a barbell. Life is like, you're done. Like that's it. That thing will get you as far as you need to go for years and years and years and years. And that adjustable bench. Right. So that like, that's quote unquote the answer, but that's quote unquote the answer. But I also want to show you how I'm looking at it so you can decide if that's actually what you want. You know, do you want the airdyne or the rower? Do you need the barbell or not? You know what I mean? And so I want to show you how to look at it, which is laying out that pyramid for you. And that's how we approach fitness and then making sure you're picking the right tools for the right job. And then I guess there's one more. This is sort of an aside. Um, this is sort of an aside, but it was a question a couple people brought up in the group, um, in our Facebook group where they're like, Hey, we do like, I do 60 minute hit intervals like twice a week. And that's a really common thing. Um, and, and here's the thing about doing 60 minute hit intervals. It's actually not high intensity if you're doing it for 60 minutes. 
uh, it's medium intensity by definition, because if it's, if it's truly high intensity and you're in the correct zone that you're supposed to be in, in terms of heart rate, um, you, you can't maintain it for 60 minutes, right? right? It's a very short, it's very short. And so what, so what happens is in terms of driving the needle, in terms of actual aerobic fitness, and this is very common in the running world too. It's not just hit. It's people who, who run pretty hard every time they run. Um, and what happens is their hard runs aren't hard enough and their easy runs aren't easy enough. And they just end up in no man's zone, no man's land, not actually moving the needle on their cardiovascular fitness. And so when we say 180 minus your age for your easy cardio, like there's a reason for that. And that that's the zone you need to be in to, to get that specific adaptation where your heart is le- learning how to pump more blood with each stroke. We're talking about increasing your VO2, your, op- your oxygen utilization with high intensity intervals. You need to be zone five for a very specific, you need to be in a very specific heart rate zone, which is very high. And because it's so high, by definition, you can only be in it for so long. And so th- those those workouts, they should be like Matt Fitzgerald's very common, very smart and popular running coach. He, you know, his program is called 80-20 running. 80, 80% of your runs are easy. So, I mean, if you run five times a week, you're only doing those hard intervals twice or once a week. Once every 10 days, twice every 10 days, once a week. So four easy runs of one hard. That's how hard they should be. Like you literally can't even do it the next day because it was so hard. And so I just wanted to point that out as well. That's a very common thing is like we're we're driven to, to kind of work hard for stress relief or whatever, you know, for stress relief or, you know, just more sweat, high heart rate or whatever. But what we end up doing is actually sacrificing progress because we end up in this middle ground. Whereas in order to actually make progress in our cardiovascular fitness, we need a small dose of extremely high intensity, or we don't even need, but that would benefit us. And we need a very large volume of low intensity. So uh, I just want to point that out. Yeah, no, I think that's important to point out. Yeah. And so so when I say like, oh, I would get an airdyne, and it would be for high intensity intervals, I would be on that thing for maybe 20 minutes. A week, right? A May, week, <laughs> you know what I mean? Minutes. That's like like maybe six minutes a workout or something like that. You know, if I was doing it all at once, maybe twenty minutes with like some some really significant rest in there. But mostly, it would be like five or six minute bouts at the end of a weightlifting session or something. I was going to say when we were doing it mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end of our weightlifting session, I think there were times I only did six minutes and I was only going for as hard as I could for 10 to 15 seconds. And right. most oh, of the yeah. time I couldn't even make it 15 right. seconds when I was going at the appropriate intensity I was supposed to be at. Yeah, totally. Totally. So and that, that, that work to rest ratio, what it was like one to three, at least like if I was going 15 seconds, I was resting a good 45 before the next one. Yeah. I mean, it, it the work to rest ratio is going to depend on what you want to do with it, but it's, it's just something to be aware of. It's such a common pitfall. Um, it's just such a common pitfall. I'd hate to see, I hate to see you do it because that medium zone, that medium world, it, it is hard. Like it's hard. It's mentally challenging to work that hard for 60 minutes. It is hard on your body, but it just doesn't drive the needle. So then you get stuck and frustrated because you're spinning your wheels. So it's like, just make sure that your hard days are really hard and they're few and far between because they should be that hard. And that the rest of the time you're supplementing that with like super easy stuff. Weightlifting looks a little bit different, but I mean, maybe that's a story for another day. Yeah. Okay. 
But anyway, that's the overall pyramid. Move well. Move well. And we define moving well, being athletic, whatever you want to call it. That's that's your core strength. That's your your joint mobility, your joint health, your ability to control your, your shoulders and hips and all your joints through a full, healthy, pain-free range of motion. The ability to move your body through 3D space. There's strength training, which is lifting in a way that adds muscle and makes you stronger. And there's cardiovascular health, which, you know, in our world, we look at trying to increase the efficiency of the heart itself. And then we look at trying to increase the ability of your body to utilize oxygen, period. I think that's awesome. Super duper gang. Yep. All right, then we'll catch you next time.